Do Good Charlotte is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. There's good all around us. Let's hear about it. Welcome to Do Good Charlotte on the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. I'm Pamela Escobar. We're recording live at the Coco and the Director as part of the Charlotte Shout Festival. In each Do Good Charlotte podcast, you will find out who's helping, who could use a helping hand, and just how you can spread around your own good. In this Do Good Charlotte episode, we are going to meet the founder of Stories to Inspire and She Flew the Coop. Stories to Inspire is a film production and entertainment company that highlights unique and authentic moments in a person's journey to inspire courage and action. They specialize in producing inspiring live events, film, and or video content for individuals, nonprofits, and purpose-driven businesses. And She Flew the Coop is a rapidly growing movement founded by Sarah. It empowers women and girls of all ages and backgrounds to get out of their comfort zones by going after their dreams and walking in their purpose. And we'll inspire you to do good, Charlotte, by the various ways you could get involved. Sarah Cologne Harris, welcome to Do Good Charlotte. Thank you for having me. This is exciting. I'm excited. I, I've obviously known you for a while, but I'm very excited that you're here. So let's jump right in. Talk to me. What inspired you to create stories to inspire? So I was working in television news. Uh, that was my career for ten over 10 years. I was a television reporter. And it got to the point where I just started getting that itch of, you know, I want to try something different. I was doing crime and court reporting. So there was a lot of bad news that I was reporting on on a regular basis. And I just sort of wanted the freedom to, to try something different but still use my journalism experience. And so that's how I slowly started to develop the concept for Stories to Inspire because I saw a lot of stories that that weren't being told, very positive stories. And I thought these organizations need a way to promote themselves. So why not take those those two skills and that need and combine them? Yeah. And I've interacted with lots of nonprofits, not just through this, but through other ways as well. And they're always in need of telling their story in a way that will make people open up their pocketbooks. So yeah. um, if they can see a real person who's going through something, uh, which your videos definitely do, um, I think that helps sort of just paint that picture and tell their story. Yeah. Um, your, your business is not a nonprofit, uh, but you do host this event that's called Stories to Inspire on Stage, which is a competition which you basically offer nonprofits or give them the ability to win your services. So how did you come up with that concept first, and then um, who was the last one that won? Oh, gosh, it's been so long. It's like, who was it? It was uh, Turnaround Toys, that one. It was an organization that uh, provides to toys to foster children. The owners or the founders started it because they were both foster children, and they lost their toys in the shuffle and the back and forth. And so they created this organization so that other children wouldn't have that same. I know. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but Stories to Inspire on Stage, I don't know how that concept came about. It, it was just uh, an event. I wanted to do an event. It was the first event that I did after leaving television news. So I was very nervous. I had never done an event before. Um, but as I started going through the process, people were so open and kind and said, yeah, I'll sponsor you or yeah, I'll donate this or yeah, you can use this venue. And so it just sort of started to take a life of its own. 
Um, and I thought, you know, talk show, I was tr trying to look at different formats and we did it, we ended up doing it in a talk show format because I thought, well, I love to talk, <laughs> I like to interview people, and I like sharing stories. And so I thought that was just a different approach to what I had seen out there. So did you make a video for them? For Turnaround to yes. So we did do a video for them. We covered, uh, they had a big Christmas event where they gave toys at the uh, event, and so we covered that and got a video for them. So they were very happy about that. Oh, it sounds like an amazing organization, too, that you founded, and so, or that you found them and they founded you and you were able to connect. Um, talk about a winning nonprofit. We did talk about that, uh, the one that won. Is, how about any of your current clients right now? Uh, what, are they, what are some of the challenges that they bring to you when, when they sit down and say, I think I need your services? You know, a lot of clients just don't really know what they need. They know that they need to do better in terms of getting their story out there or having the right marketing materials, but with the digital age moving at such a fast pace, everybody's really just trying to keep up and figure out, okay, how do we um, use our social media in the best way? How do we be intentional? You know, how are we going to be intentional with that? And what kind of video do we need? So a lot of times when I start a conversation with a nonprofit, it's really like trying to figure out exactly what they need because most of the times they just know that they need to do better, but they don't know exactly how. Yeah. Um, and I was going to say, full disclosure, you were saying that you were a reporter for 10 years. I was a reporter for 10 years. So we actually have very similar backgrounds. That's right. Uh, so for people who are listening, they might not realize that you know Sarah and I come from a similar um, education and world view in some ways. Uh, so I appreciate storytelling. Like It's something that is very important to me. Uh, and when it's done well, I, I feel like it can make a huge difference. So. When you've done it well, which I've seen a bunch of your videos, uh, what, what kind of results has it ha helped some of your groups? So a lot of them use the, use the video at fundraisers or they'll put them on their website or social media. I remember when we first started, I first started the business, I did a few pro bono videos. Um, and I did one for the culinary school, local culinary school here that helps people who are coming out of prison and so they had great results with that. They were able to use that video for grants. They got a lot of grants through that. They got some sponsorships. Um, they got funding and donations through that video. So it really is a very valuable tool for nonprofits to use to bring in funds, to raise money, which is ultimately what they're always trying to do. And for people who don't understand how to put a good video together that people would actually watch, <laughs> uh, what are some tips or what, how do you educate them hmm. to say, okay, this is what I need yeah. so that we can tell this compelling story? Yeah. I think finding the, the human in the story, right? Finding the person who's been impacted and getting into that person's story. It needs to be compelling, authentic. You want somebody that's interesting. Um, I think those are some of the, uh, it's current, you know? Mm -hmm. it's, it's an issue that people care about. Um, those are some of the things I think that make a great video and that's, that moves fast. And I think sometimes people overthink it. Yeah, you can hire a production company to do your video, but nowadays you can also do a lot with the cell phone or you know, tools at your fingertips and you can record bits and pieces and post them on social media. Yeah, I think you can, but I do think that there's a huge value to a two-minute, three-minute piece that is well 
um, crafted in the sense that clearly you took time with the people that you're interviewing, you've picked the best parts of it, um, the Nat sound, the, the visuals to match up. I mean, yeah, there's people who are looking at a phone, right. but I think, I, I mean, I'm still partial to... to I, and a, I am a, too, well, right? I, obviously, no, and I don't yeah. want to say that everybody can necessarily afford your, your skills, but there is a value to the skills that you bring to the table. Um, we're, we're in Uptown right now, which is really cool. I don't normally record up here. Um, we're at Coco and the Director, which is really awesome. Um, really appreciate the time that they're giving us. Uh, well, as I was driving here, I passed the kitchen, and that was one of the videos that you did. So when you did that, um, I don't know if you remember, because it might have been a while ago, but uh, what was your thought when you put that together? Because they have a great story. Yeah, they're similar to the other, uh, the culinary school that I was mentioning, but they are, the King's Kitchen is a, a restaurant, but it's a nonprofit, and so they hire people who have sort of been through the system or had some rough backgrounds and retrain them and get them back on, on uh, you know, get them back going and, and back into the, the real world. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. That was one of the first videos we did as well. And we actually played that at their fundraiser and we followed it up with some on-stage interviews of some of the people who worked there. And so that was very effective. But um, it, wasn't too, it wasn't that hard because people were actually pretty willing to share their story if they knew that it might be beneficial to somebody else. Yeah. or to raise awareness. And so people, they opened up, and it was just, you know, it's interesting to, to, get, into somebody's, to get into somebody's story. Everybody has a story. And I know that sounds cliche. We hear that all the time. But, but it's true. I mean, really, it really is true that we all have something of value to share. Well, and I, what, I, what stuck, stuck with me from that story was the woman that you interviewed, her saying, um, I smile more now. And you know, she, it was hard for her to get a job and she was able to get this job and she works in the bakery there and um, the value that if people donated to help them with whatever they were needed at that time. But her just talking about working for that nonprofit and um, I just, I thought that was amazing to, you know, to go from feeling really helpless and uh, being empowered, having a job, and then now saying I smile more yeah. uh, to the customers. I'm not a big social person, but I smile. I mean, it's huge. a great organization, great restaurant, and a lot of the servers are homeless or have been homeless. Yeah. And so you really, not only when you order a meal, you're also uh, helping the community, but you're getting to know a population that you may never have access to. What has surprised you about your work, specifically with? with your videos or, or with your company um, since you've been doing it? Because now I guess it's been about three years, right? It's been actually a little over five. Oh my goodness. I'm that, <laughs> I've, math is not my strong suit. <laughs> it's okay though, because sometimes I look back and I'm like, has it really been five and a half years since I left uh, television? And it has. What surprised me, I think, is just the fact um, that I can do it. I know that sounds kind of like, huh, what do you mean by that? But you know, stepping out on your own is not easy. Um, it's easy to do stories and put things together when you have all of the resources right there at your disposal. But when you're starting a business, you have to be a little scrappy sometimes. <laughs> and so learning, a, learning the business model and um, just managing not only the fun, creative side, but also the business side of running a business, is, it can be challenging. And so that has grown me and stretched me in a lot of ways. And so that... I'm so just surprised that I've been able to, to 
keep pushing through even when it got hard, you know? Yeah, I, I think sometimes having the idea is hard, but then the follow through yeah. is, is really, can be really difficult. And I know that you are sharing that journey with lots of other women, so we're gonna get into that more. Um, but before that, I ask people all the time, how do you figure out a way to balance your work and giving back? Or is part of the reason that you started your company was that you're sort of doing it at the same time? Yeah, I think everybody kind of has to find their, their own little niche, and I think volunteering is a great way to do that. For me, Stories to Inspire and She for the Coop is my way of giving back. Um, but for other people, it can be as simple as just finding a volunteer opportunity um, that really sparks something in you and, and brings you joy and, and fulfills you. And it's not, it's not always about the money. It really isn't. I mean, there's so many people who make a lot of money and they're not very happy. So you have to find what, what you love and what inspires you. I agree with that. We'll be back shortly. This is Pamela Escobar. You're listening to Do Good Charlotte. After the break, you'll hear about how you can be inspired and be part of She Flew the Coop. Soreness and pain isn't always the result of activity. This is a 60-second wellness tip powered by Ortho Carolina. Prolonged sitting in a car or at your job aggravates muscles and joints and can cause pain. A standing desk can help. The key to alleviating the discomfort that sitting can cause is changing positions more frequently during the day. Alternating between sitting and standing at your desk, in addition to taking walk breaks and stretching, can work to loosen those tight muscles and joints. The perfect standing desk should be high enough so your computer keyboard is at elbow level and your monitor at face level to avoid neck strain. Before you start standing at your desk, take into consideration any knee or foot injuries and wear flat, comfortable shoes. This has been your 60-second wellness tip powered by Ortho Carolina, official team physicians of the Carolina Panthers and proud sponsor of the Queen City Podcast Network. For more tips or to make an appointment, visit orthocarolina.com. are recording live at Coco and the Director as part of the Charlotte Shout Festival. I am here with Sarah Colon Harris, who is the founder of Stories to Inspire and also She Flew the Coop. So Sarah, let's talk about um, Rise as part of She Flew the Coop. Explain the word and how you use it to explain your mission. So when I first started She Flew the Coop, we were just kind of out in, in the you know, just flapping around trying to figure out what is this thing that I started. And so I, it didn't have any mission or vision. You know, we're just meeting and kind of talking about stuff. And um, I went to church one day and I walked in. Well, while I was in church, I was like, you know, we need a foundation for this thing. And that's how the idea for Rise came about. And so those are basically the four principles that we operate on. And so it spells out reach, reach out, inspire, support, and educate. So we reach out by volunteering. We inspire by sharing stories and networking events. We support through our monthly support group meetings, and we educate with workshops. Because I think you need a combination of all of those when you're on a, a journey of getting out of your comfort zone and doing something different. So your coop was business reporting, a structured news environment. 
and that's what your coupe was. And you, you flew it, and then you started um, first with the documentary. But let's, let's talk about why you wanted to do She Flew the Coupe. There's a lot of reasons, and honestly, the reasons have changed over time. When we first started doing the documentary, we tried to raise uh, $25,000. So it was a brand new concept, and we raised about half of that in 30 days. We did it on a Kickstarter platform. And because we didn't raise the entire amount, the money went back to the donors. So we didn't get that money for the documentary, which changed everything. So we, we decided to film the documentary on our own, me and my producing partner, Kristen. And, um, and then because we didn't have a community, we realized the reason why we failed was because we didn't have a community. So that is why we started the meetup groups. And also because we were getting a lot of questions from women about how, you know, how do you do this? How did you make the change? How did you um, do the leap? So that was the initial reason we started was to start the community. But as it's evolved, it's really to move women into action on their dreams. And also, you know, when I, as a, as a Latina, I have felt at times that there were not people around me that look like me or in positions of, you know, success or whatever, what we define as success. And so I just don't want other young women um, to feel that way. And so even sometimes when I, if I get tired or, you know, if it's, it can get challenging at times, managing you know, a group and all these things that come with it, I'm always reminded of the why and that, you know, people need to see people like themselves in these kinds of roles. Yeah, um, I've been to several meetings and I love it. Uh, and I think one of the reasons is too, I always get something new out of it. And all those individuals who make up the community bring so much to the table. Uh, people are so honest and authentic. And uh, I just really appreciate uh, the exchanges that we have. And it makes me appreciate things about myself that maybe I take for granted. And so as I'm trying to figure out my purpose, um, it really helps to hear those stories and to see those women. And it is inspiring to see someone like yourself who did it, who, who figured it out, um, who's still obviously on your journey. No yeah. one's perfect. Right. But I, I think also I'm learning too that perfection isn't the goal. No, it's not. And the, the further you get into your journey, the less you care about being perfect. <laughs> and that's, that's another thing that I've learned because as you, you know, start to rack up these small wins, you know, when, you know, you're trying something, you're like, oh, I accomplished that. Oh, let me make up something else that I can try. And so then you try that and you're like, wow, I pulled that off too. And so after a while, as you start to like, you know, accumulate these wins, you just become more confident knowing that I, you know, this is who I am. I know what I can accomplish regardless of what anybody says. And it just, it, it motivates you, you know, and it's never perfect. It's never perfect. Well, I'm inspired after all those meetings. How do you feel when you leave the meetup? Are you, because I'm an extrovert. So when I'm in meetings, that's, I get fuel. Like I, I love it. That's, usually when I'm interacting with people and having great conversations, like I'm so jazzed afterwards. Yeah. I'm thinking you're like that too, but what, what's it usually, or are you just like, oh, I'm glad that worked? <laughs> no, I am a, I'm a actually, an, I say I'm an extroverted introvert. So okay. when right. I'm extroverted, I'm like, I'm extroverted. And when I'm introverted, I'm pretty introverted, meaning like I'll, I'm totally fine sitting on my couch reading a book, 
and I'm cool with that. But after a meeting, um, I feel I always feel excited and energized by the stories that I hear from the women who are trying to make a change in their life and get out of their comfort zone. I have, um, you know, I feel in some ways like a mama bear, a mama hen, or whatever you want to call it, um, because these people have come out to support not only me, but they're showing up for themselves as well. And so I feel somewhat protective of this group that we've, that we've grown because um, I want to see them win. You know, I want to see women win. Yeah, and I think that's so, that's so good. And that's why I use that word, do good. I feel like you're doing good every time I'm in those meetings. And um, so maybe it's not the exact structure that when I started this podcast I was thinking, but that's why I wanted to have you on because I was like, I hope Sarah realizes how much good she's doing, um, not just for the nonprofits for your, through your business, but also for all these people in that community because it's, it's a huge gift that you're, you're sharing with us. Uh, what do you think is next as far as upcoming events? So people who don't understand the structure of She Flew the Coop, uh, you just had an education seminar like last weekend. Mm -hmm. um, so what's coming up? So right now on the schedule, we have our, our monthly support groups, and we're looking at putting together a, a mixer, a summer mixer, um, where people can just come out and socialize. But right now on the calendar, we have uh, our monthly support group, which meets on the last Wednesday of every month at Dilworth Neighborhood Grill from 7 to 9. And then we've got some volunteer opportunities with Dress for Success, which is an organization that provides suits for professional, for women who may not have access to the, to, to the money to buy nice clothing for suits, so they provide them with that. But it's still along that path, you know what I'm saying? Like your reach out is still connected to your purpose. So I, I like that. I like that they, they have congruency, that it makes sense. Um, what has, when you, when you have these meetings, I know that they've changed over time, so you've been doing them for a while. But you've added, you intentionally set structure to it this this year. So talk about the structure or your I, I don't know I don't know if you call it a curriculum or what your your plan is, but explain that for people. Okay. So when we first started meeting, like I said, we were flapping around trying to figure out what we were doing. You know, um, I just knew that people wanted more information, and so I was trying to create a space where they could come and get that information. And so then I realized, well, if we want to grow this thing and chapter it, which is something we've, we've considered in the future as having chapters in different areas, then we have to have some sort of curriculum that we can duplicate so that people can facilitate this in other cities. And so I was like, well, I don't know how to make a curriculum. What, I, I'm not a teacher, you know, like how am I supposed to come up with that? And I said, honestly, I'll continue what I've always done is that to create things from my own experience. And so what I did was I started, I looked back at my own journey and I've flown the coop several times in my life um, in different capacities. And every time I followed this very specific kind of pattern and way and I saw the same pattern emerge every time. And so I took those elements and I made them into like 12 steps, 12 themes. And so each month we meet around a different theme um, that you'll experience when you make a big change in your life. Right, so um, one of them is stillness. Yeah. So just that ability to like stop yourself. And for some, like I said, like someone like myself who's constantly going all over the place talking to different people, not being able to settle, um, just take a minute, right? And figure out 
And we talked about um, like the very first one in January. We we kicked off the year with the topic of the stirring, which is that initial feeling. I think a lot of people can relate to this. That initial feeling of of feeling restless or you're bored or you're unfulfilled. You know there's more for you, but you really don't know where to start. So we met and we talked about that. We have speakers come in and then we have small group sessions where the group members break out into small groups and they are asked a series of questions, specific questions that they talk about amongst themselves. And the reason I decided to do that was because I know that some people don't feel comfortable you know, talking in big groups, and we're talking about very sensitive things sometimes, and so I wanted to encourage a very safe space. Well, and, I, and that's sort of the purpose, too, with this podcast, that stirring. Like, I think people who might be listening to it, or at least the people I'm thinking of when I'm, I'm talking about it, are people who are, I want to do more good. I just don't know what's out there, or, or I have this idea, can I really do this on my own? And I have met all different people who, yeah, had an idea, and a year later, they've got the funding and they're moving forward with their plan. So it's amazing that, yeah, that stirring, what it can start up if you let it, if you listen to it. And it's that follow through is so key. You know, we all have ideas. And this, this part is frustrating to see women have so much talent and so much power within themselves and yet not really pursue their ideas because they're scared they're not going to be perfect they're scared they're going to be you know they're going to fail which is all very normal part of the journey um but they just don't take action and so 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 that is really what she for the coop is trying to do is move people into action and provide you with the support and the resources and the access so that you don't have any excuses Right, so there's no more excuse. You can't say, oh, I don't know this person, or oh, I don't have a place to go, or I don't have any friends, or you know, all those things we come up with. Like, we're providing you with this space. So if you don't show up or don't follow through, you can't, we're taking the excuse off the table. Your shirt uh, doesn't say she flew the coop, yeah. but it's from your organization. Yeah. So what does it say and why? It says, the shirt says, awaken the flock. And so people ask me sometimes, what does that mean, awaken, that term awaken? And really what we're trying to do is allow people to become more self-aware or give them access to opportunities and resources that are going to make them more self-aware. So they're not walking around sleepwalking. Because I know it sounds kind of extreme, but people are just... So many people are just in their day-to-day routine. Nothing changes. It's the same every day. Everything looks the same. And they literally could operate on autopilot, mm-hmm. you know. And so what we're trying to do is break them out of that routine, wake them up a little bit, stir them up, um, ruffle some feathers, and, you know, get people to realize that there really is and there can be more to life if you're willing to make these changes. And it's not always going to be easy, but it's worth it. I think the commonality from all my different guests is they talk about how when, when they see, when they're witness to the people giving back, how everybody just talks about what they get out of that. Um, so when you're doing good, you, there is a reward, a personal reward. Maybe that's not the intent when you walked into it. Uh, you really do want to help other people, and there's plenty of people that need help out there. Uh, so hopefully you'll keep listening to this so that you can get more ideas <laughs> for that. But yeah, exactly. Wake up to what's, what's possible um, and find your good and, and, and use it. Put it to, to, 
and out I, there. I think people sometimes get caught up on money. You know, they're chasing yeah. money. They're chasing a dollar. And yes, I do believe we need money, right, for certain things, and that's an important piece of it. But I don't think I have ever, and I, I actually I know I have never done She for the Coop for money. Um, and, and I think that that is why it's been, it's continued to grow steadily because I don't have any ulterior motives. It really is coming from a pure space. Yeah, I, and as a person who's participated, I can, I can sense that, I can feel that. Um, there's never a time where I feel like, oh, she's just in this to, to get us in a room so we'll all write her a big check. Although, if for nonprofits who are doing that, yeah, they do need money. The money does make the world go around, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that has to be your inspiration for getting stuff done. And I guarantee if you find something that really fuels you and sparks your passion, money will eventually come. It will, and it may not be immediate, you know, but it will start to, to trickle in. So if you think Sarah's as inspiring as I do, um, you can definitely get involved with her group. How do we find She Flew the Coop? Where do we go? You can go on meetup.com slash she flew the coop. Meetup.com slash she flew the coop. And we're also on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're mostly on Instagram, but um, that's usually where we post our events. Right. So you can find out what an event looks like if you're curious um, and, and come to the next meeting if they want to, right? Yeah. And people are always like, what happens at a meeting, which we've kind of talked about. But I mean, you're probably better at explaining that or I think really it's just an opportunity to get around women who are not your friends that's the other thing right so we love our friends we love our family but they may not always be the most supportive when it comes to our dreams and not because they don't love us but because they may be playing it a lot more safe than what we're trying to play um, so this is a, you know an opportunity to get around other women who are willing to take a little risk well, I'm excited for your community. Thank you for sharing it with Thank our community. You. If you know someone else like Sarah who's doing good in our community, please let me know. Um, tell me about someone or a nonprofit organization that should be heard on Do Good Charlotte. Reach out to me, Pamela Escobar, on social media. I'm Reporter Pam on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or go to the Queen City Podcast Network page and fill out the contact for the Do Good Charlotte. There's good all around us. Let's hear about it. Thank you so much to Coco and the director for having us and the Shout uh, Festival. I'm Pamela Escobar. Thanks for listening to Do Good Charlotte on the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina.